0: Welcome to the Dr. Francis Miles Podcast. Dr. Miles will share prophetic words, insights, and revelation about some of the toughest topics in the Bible. Dr. Miles also has a healing ministry, birthed out of his own powerful encounter with Jesus Christ, and has seen many set free through his crusades and meetings. Tune into today's episode and be blessed by a fresh take from this anointed minister of the gospel.
1: We're going to continue on part two of what we began to do on last Sunday service, talking about understanding the agape love of God. So we're going to continue dissecting 1 Corinthians 13, which is one of the most powerful scriptures in the entire New Testament or Bible that ho- that zeroes in on trying to define for us the agape love of God. I, I, in, on last Sunday, I made it clear that in the Greek. There are three dimensions of love. The first realm is called phileo. Phileo is friendly love, brotherly love, you know, where we get the word Philadelphia, brotherly love. It is the love between brothers, okay, or friends. But then there is eros or erotica, where we get the, the sexual love. But the highest love is agape, which is the unconditional, unmerited love of God. That is the love that is the subject of this teaching. Praise God. So we begin from verse 4 of of, of 1 Corinthians 13. I will now repeat what I said last week. You have to watch that. uh, And it's actually available on our YouTube channel. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Everything we touched on last week. Now we begin here. Does not seek its own. So in other words, the agape love of God is not an ag- a self, selfish driven uh, love. It's, there's no personal agendas that are, are marketed by the agape love of God. Everything, absolutely everything, God tells you to do and I, you and I to do under the agape, it is for our own good. Worshiping God is for our own good. Have you ever really worshipped God? How did you feel when it was over? You felt exuberant. You felt full of hope. You felt anointed. You felt so good. So, so worshipping God does not just benefit the Lord. It Really, it benefits you because of the way you are designed. You know, as a matter of fact, we were so designed to worship, that if we don't find God to worship, men who worship a tree, men who worship their sex, men who worship money, men who worship so many things, if you don't give them the creator to worship. So worship is intrinsic, is an intrinsic need of all of creation. So even in worship, God is not seeking his own, he's seeking our own interest. It's not provoked, okay? In other words, the, the agape love of God is not provoked. That's an amazing statement to make because we get so easily provoked. You know, we can get angry because somebody, you know, st- somebody stepped on our toes or because maybe somebody parked in our, in, our le- on, uh, in our parking spot or maybe somebody sat in the chair we think belongs to us in the church and we can get easily provoked. Well, the provocation is a clear indication we are not walking in the agape love of God because since the agape love of God is designed, for, uh, is designed to put the needs of others above yourself, it is no wonder it's not easily provoked. It's not easily provoked. So we thank God for that agape love of God. Many of us get so easily provoked before we know we are fighting, we are, putting, put, are pulling other people's shirts, or we, are, or, or we are offended, you know, because we get so easily provoked. May God give us a supernatural dosage. Yes, I said it. Supernatural dosage of the agape love of God. Because some of us, our tanks are empty, and we need that love of God to, to fill us again. It thinks no evil. Wow. thinks no... In other words... The agape love of God doesn't sit there and begin to create ways in which to hurt anybody or to take money from people, to do anything that may make another person really, really become disadvantaged. Or oh, how I pray to God, how I pray by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that you fully come into this understanding. That the love of God, the agape love of God does not think evil. It doesn't think evil. In other, way, in other words, you, if you are walking in the agape love of God, you can never betray your p- people around you. Why? Because that's evil. And the, and the love of God does not think evil at all. Does not think evil. Praise God. Does not rejoice in iniquity. Does not rejoice in what iniquity means. It means the love of God is not going to ignore, is not going to ignore, uh, ra- uh, uh, rampant. Oh, in your face sinful behavior and keep silent you know because the love of God knows that the soul that must is gonna die so this is why you cannot wait really be an evangelist if you don't carry the agape love of God it won't allow you to keep quiet when people are sinning their way to hell and you know that you you know that you can warn them with the word of the Lord that's why uh, uh, that's why that that's why in the Bible you know we are called preachers of righteousness because the love of God inside of us who compares to preach the gospel because we know the gospel is God's love manifested to the sinner in the earth so that so that nobody would have to perish. Praise the living God. He does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth. So that's interesting about the love of God. And in the agape love of God. Walking in falsehood is not love. Acting like you don't see what you see, that's not the love of God. Okay? Agape does not, re, does not rejoice in iniquity, but it rejoices in the truth. That means when you begin to walk in the agape love of God, you are going to tell people the truth, nothing the truth but, so help me God. Even though Wisdom would have it that we say it in a way that is much more palatable. Because sometimes you can say truth, but say it in a very rude manner. But, I, but, but if you are gentle in your approach, but the truth is a truth, even if you, somebody gets hurt because you told them the truth, that is, that is a hurt that is worth causing. Not because you want to cause it, but because truth caused it. Why? Because Jesus already told us, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And then he says, I am the way and the truth. So now, let us know truth is a person in the form of Jesus. So listen, I will never, I will never, you know, apologize for telling the truth. Now, now I can apologize for how I said it, but not for telling the truth. Because the true agape love of God does not rejoice in lies. Okay? You can't lie and then act like you love people. It does not rejoice in the tr- rejoice in lies. It only rejoices in the truth. And then it says it bears all things. It bears all things. It, it, this one literally has the idea of carrying somebody, of carrying things. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Okay, that's the bearing part where. You know stuff about people that could destroy them if you talked, but you do not talk because you love them and you're praying them through what you know about them that you know needs to go, needs to be changed, needs to get better. It bears all things. Believeth all things. That, that word, believeth all things, carries the idea that you and I go out of the way to believe the best about people. Some of us are too suspicious. I mean, everybody who comes around you, you think they ought to get you. You know, but love of God, agape God, love of God, Believes all things. In other words, I'm gonna believe you mean me well until you show me you don't. But I'm gonna believe. I'm gonna come into. A, I'm gonna come into a relationship believing you, you you love me and I love and I love you back. I'm gonna come believing. I'm I'm, I'm gonna come believing, believing. That you mean well by me. Okay, that is the agape love of God. Is that it believers all things? It doesn't go into a relationship with a critical spirit. It goes into a relationship. Believing the best about that relationship, you know what I found? The Relationships that I come into with that attitude, they tend to grow because of how I came into them. I didn't come into them expect. Well, let me see if this is another crook. Well, let me see if this is another one of the of the another one of them Christians who have heard me before. Well, let me see. Well, if you come into relationships with that, then already your entrance is contaminated by that attitude. Because, uh, because you violate agape. Agape believes all things means it chooses to believe the best about people. Hopes all things. That means that the, uh, when you've got, you've got the agape love of God, even when things are not exactly where they need to be in people's lives, you keep hoping. One day it's going to be different. One day they're going to change. One day they're going to be anointed. One day they'll blow your mind when the Lord begins to use them when they have matured. One day, one day, one day. See, it believers, it hopes all things. It hopes that one day God, because of, the, because of God's goodness, he's going to lift you and I into a place where, where we, it can become very clear to everybody why the Lord called us the way he did. But until then, we have to hope all things. He hopes all things. My God, endures all things. Now, this is what endures all This is one that is even weightier. Endures all things means endurance has to deal with doing something that must be done, but you don't have to enjoy it. Like exercise. <laughs> it's exciting, but I'm telling you, you know, most people who are good at exercises, I've learned to endure it before they begin to enjoy it because it's taxing. But they know I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to look greater. I'm going to look better than I am right now. So you endure all the twisting of muscles, the the sweating, the heavy breathing. You endure all of that because you know at the end of the day, there's going to be good fruit that comes out of this. I'm telling you the agape love of God will allow us to endure things. In other words, the agape love of God is the reason why even the church in China that's underground is able to thrive. Because even though they know they're under persecution, they can endure all of that because of the love of God has been shared abroad in their hearts by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then in verse 8, it says this. Love never fails. I want you to really uh, 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 think about that. Love Never fails. I mean, that, that's a brand right there. I mean, if, if love had a brand, that would, be the, that, that would be the brand. Love never fails. The reason why God wants you to walk in the agape love of God, because it's the only love that's never been known to fail. The agape love of God. The agape love of God is a reason why we are still here today. Because God agape us in Christ Jesus. Even though we, we esteemed him stricken, the Bible says we even ignored him. We thought he was punished for his own transgressions, but he was punished on our behalf. And yet because of the agape love of God, that was in Christ Jesus. And in the God who sent him to us, look at us now, enjoying the benefits of salvation. We are anointed. We have been blessed by the Lord. The agape love of God has worked for us. Love never fails. That's a powerful statement. It's really why the devil doesn't want the church to begin to understand this realm of love. Why the the, the, the devil would rather the church is fighting each other, we are fasting over things, you know, pulling each other shirts, calling each other racists. Today we have living in a culture where it's become so easy to malign each other. But the devil is alive. I will believe, I will believe that most people even in America, they don't want to walk in they don't want to walk in hatred. First and foremost, hatred is very foreign to the human nature. It's very difficult to really carry. It. That's why people who carry hate are very miserable people because everything about them was never designed to handle that commodity. It's a demonic commodity. You are designed to handle the love of God. It's like pouring water in the gas tank of a car. It's liquid, but it would de- damage the engine because the water was never designed for the engine gas was designed for the engine now if you put the water uh, um, if you put the water in the uh, in the uh, in, in in places in the engine that is designed for water like for washer fluid the water is going to be for coolant water is has got a proper place there but if you go to the back of the car open up and you put water oh boy god help you if there's gas in there you might even have an explosion okay why not because water is bad because it was not, the gas tank was not designed to handle that. You are not designed by God to handle hate. It's a foreign substance in the creature of God. You are not designed for it. That's why it changes you. It changes you. That's why, you know, I pray for people who can hate. what is a, what a difficult life. You know, I've carried it for a few months until God delivered me from it. I know it changes you. Love never fails. Praise God. It means whatever destiny God has called you to, no matter the mistakes you've made, I'm here to tell you love, the love of God won't fail you. If you turn to the Lord and say, God, I know I blew it, I messed it up. If you're still breathing, his love is big enough to help you pick up what is left of your destiny and do it again. That's the kind of God we are. You know, I, I'm reminded of the parable of the two brothers. The one, the younger son and the older brother. The one remained with the father. The younger one left. And he went to Las Vegas. He went to live a, a, a life of riotous living. He was mingling with harlots. Okay? That means there was sexual promiscuity going on. He, I mean, he went to the Bible because it's riotous living. Crazy living. Until he lost everything he had, fell into deep poverty and famine, he, as a Jewish man, he sang solo, he began to eat with pigs. He began to fight with pigs for food. You don't understand? Jewish people won't even eat the pig. Imagine now fighting with the pig For food for survival. That's how law is sung. I'm sure every Orthodox Jew who was listening to the parable of Jesus were nauseated. Because what is it, Jewish? I mean, they were like, don't even bring him home. What what is an accursed son? Because as far as they are concerned, what an embarrassment this son is. He should never come back to Judaism. How dare he? he, he, Not only does he defy himself by working around pigs, he eats the what the pigs are eating. I mean, they were livid. But the story doesn't end there, because the Prodigal says. I'm going to go back to my father's house. You know, in my father's house, it says, my servants of my father eat better than I'm eating right now. I'm going to go back and tell my father I'm not even worthy to be your son. That's how bad he felt. If, you see, life can beat you up silly until you believe you are, you are no longer worthy of the agape love of God. The reason I'm teaching it is because I want you to understand there is nothing, absolutely nothing you can do in this world can disqualify you from agape. There's nothing that can disqualify you from agape. If you are breathing, you have a chance at being redeemed. That's how deep the love of God is. That's how deep God's goodness is. Love never fails but whether there are prophecies This is why we cannot build our lives around prophecies. I've seen so many Christians who go from prophecy conference to prophecy conference. But the Bible tells us here very clearly, whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Wow. So prophecies will cease. Prophecies will fail. And I've seen prophecy fail. While their are tongues, they will cease. So you can pray in tongues, all or all, I mean hours until people around you are very impressed. And There's nothing wrong with praying long hours. I, use, I do that, you know. But here's the point. None, none of those activities can replace the agape love of God. That is the point being driven here. They'll fail. Prophets will fail. Tangs will cease. And whether it's knowledge. Your knowledge of the sciences. You dazzle people with your knowledge of law. Your knowledge of, the, of, of quantum physics. Great knowledge. Your knowledge of, the, of, of biology and the human dynamics. Wow. But all of that, it says, all of that, all of that will vanish away. We've, why? For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. In other words, when we actually stand under the cloud of his glory, we discover that love is the highest law of the kingdom. And you, when you say everything God has done from the beginning of the world to the end of the age through lo- the eyes of love, you understand every story in the Bible, including the ones that offended you. you. You are going to fully understand it. But right now we know in part, that means even our prophecy is in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I believe that there is a maturity that's needed for agape. I really believe that agape is so sacrificial. I don't believe that a born again believer who comes to the kingdom tomorrow can already walk in agape. Yeah, they might feel like they're walking in the love of God, but they can't really walk in, in it in its fullness because it is, it's a very high price. Because the, the very nature of agape. Is going to challenge your selfishness, your self centeredness. So, everything about, about agape kills the flesh. It kills the flesh. Putting others before your face, yourself. Are you kidding me? Because many of us, it's as a default mechanism, we put ourselves first. When we got our part, then we see what's left for the others. Agape goes uh, completely opposite to that and says, let's see if other people, have, let, let them eat. If there's nothing to eat, it's what you starve, let them eat. That is agape. So I would I, I believe agape requires a high level of carrying the cross of Christ to really manifest it, to really experience it, to really walk in it. So my prayer for you today, by the Spirit of Almighty God, is that you embrace agape no matter what it costs you. As I said to the mouse, no matter what it costs me, I am going to become a living demonstration of the agape love of God to my, to my family members, to my friends, and my generation. When I spoke, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. I really believe that every, the childish things that the man of God is alluding to in the text is everything that is, that, that is not in, according to love. I believe love is an ancient path. Loving others and loving, loving the Lord thy God and your brothers and sisters is an ancient pathway. When you discover that ancient pathway, you can walk like you used to be. You can act like you used to be. You can talk like you used to talk. Your life will be changed. There's a limp that I believe, a righteous limp that every man who carries agape carries. a limp that reminds them of how much God loves them And how much God loves the world that that that, 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 that he's sending them to. This is the reason why men and women of God who carry agape, even in ministry, they do not treat people like mere objects who can be used and then cast away. No, the love of God won't allow them to behave that foolishly. That's why my prayer for you is that you come to embrace the agape love of God. That you tell God, God, no matter what, I want to walk in the agape love of God. I want to experience the height, the depth of your love for me. And I believe as you do, your life will never be the same again. Now, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The first way we respond to the love of God is by giving our lives to the one he sent to die for us on the cross. So whatever you are, I want you you to pray this prayer after me. And if you are sincere with the prayer, you will be godlessly born again or saved. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. That he was resurrected on the third day that I might experience the newness of life. Lord, I believe that Jesus is who he says he is, the Son of the living God, and the lamb who takes away the sin of the world. Lord Jesus, take away my sin as I ask you to come into my heart and make me a child of God. If you have prayed that prayer, if you've prayed that prayer, believe you me, you are now gloriously born again. You are now a child of God. The agape love of God is working for you right now. You're going from death to life. We want to know about it. Please write, email us at testify at francismouse.com. testify at francismouse.com, and let us know I got born again watching a, pro- a service or a program of Dr. Francis Miles we would like to hear about it we would like to help you in your newfound faith in the Lord
0: Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at francismiles.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. May God bless you today and always.